So, uh, you know, the <clears throat> interesting thing about this movie is that I thought it was really, and I hate using this word, like, mm-hmm. just as a verb, but, like, feminist when I first saw it, like, of, like, because, well, <laughs> in regards to the first movie, which yeah. surprised me, because the first movie, it, it has a lot of female fans, We're like, mm-hmm. my film professor was a woman, it was, like, her favorite movie, The Vice maybe it's just uh, confirmation bias or something. Vice did a visit to the set and then the female reporter was like, oh, it's my favorite movie or something. So it's like, what surprised me about the movie is that like, maybe there's like two female characters in the original and this one like creates like five different varied ones all with names and motivations, but it doesn't really matter, I guess, because so many of them die. So that makes it enough to be a feminist film i guess i just thought of like when i when i think of feminist i don't think in terms of movies i don't think of like pro-feminist i think of like even like it's just like as it no like not shown women to be a person as yeah as like not sexist is essentially what what i mean Mm. it's just the bar is so low for filmmaking and particularly the blade runner universe that i was i guess the two blindly optimistic because i'm like well they i can't think of anyone else who had like so many female characters like that are unique but then you know the criticism that it's like they all get they're already used for objects of men Mm -hmm. or uh, i was looking up the specific quote about hey at least if i was late i mean it could have been worse i didn't throw up anywhere oh congratulations what you didn't do yeah (laughs) it's your gold star of course it could always be worse you could have you know, thrown up on someone yeah. or saluted Hitler, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. It's what you didn't do. Yeah. But I mean, um, it's all that to say, like, I don't think it should be commended just because it had, well, like, let's see. So there's the girl in the bubble. Mm-hmm. There was Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Anna Darnus. There was mm-hmm. the woman with the bangs. Love Sylvia Hooks. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, there was the prostitute. The prostitute and, and there, her two par- prostitute friends. There was the one leading the resistance who had the one yeah. eye. Um, and there was the, the uh, dreamweaver, the memory Maker. of uh, Zoe Deschanel's mom mm-hmm. um, slash Sarah Paulson's cousin. Yeah, is <laughs> that who it is? No. Oh, I, I, okay. I, I, I was like, I actually I've didn't know. She just her has really friend. great casting. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> crank that. And he was right. Um, I don't think it was a feminist film. Yeah. Uh, I don't think something should be commended for, you know, showing women to have agency and opinions Mm -hmm. and names. Um, But we did notice, you know, loves like the two, the two highest points Mm -hmm. on the hierarchy in a movie about motherhood still. There were two, the two female, like, titans, the two yeah. women, got together to talk about... A man, Ryan yeah. Gosling. Which I didn't notice before. Yeah. Because uh, I, uh, I was... Because otherwise they weren't going to be like, hey, how was your weekend? Or, <laughs> you know, hey, weren't, weren't you working on yeah. something? Like, why aren't you doing Jared Leto's job, you know? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
Like she was where did Jared Leto die in that movie? No, or, he just doesn't. He, he just doesn't show away after that last mm, scene. That maybe was just up. his death scene was just wishful thinking on my part. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just seeing what I what my heart wants to see. Um, yeah, thought it was good. It was uh, better than I was expecting it. Truthfully, mm-hmm. um, I did not like the first one. Um, I don't like yeah. Robin Penn, Robin Wright. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they uh, in the cinema since they made a joke about like when she's flirting with Ryan Gosling's character in his apartment. She's like she's minutes away from Kevin Spaceying uh, Ryan Gosling or something like that. Well, uh, I find them that is kind of like they're actually comparable opposites in a in a way. Well, no, I guess not really. I think it's interesting looking at Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling, and they're supposed to be like the next generation. Mm-hmm. When like the original was like the linchpin of it, it was just, you know, it 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 was like the galaxy brain version of the I'm not crying, it's raining on my face, joke, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. but, we all just wash away like tears in the rain. Well, that was versus like Ryan Gosling is someone who can outwardly. Mm-hmm. You know, he can have teary eyes. He's still not outright crying. Mm-hmm. We don't want our men too soft. But the Harrison Ford, you know, he uh, cries. I think in it, uh, like in the, the, but I didn't. I only noticed. But this it's like an interesting character. like gap because mm-hmm. like you would have been, oh, you sissy if you cried at it. Yeah. Versus, I mean, where that's clearly not true. If you ever tell any kind of um, fans of the original, you don't like you don't like it yeah. as a film then you see there's something wrong with you. <laughs> a lot of a lot of men cry what do you mean you don't like it it's yeah. such good you know um i told Cheryl, alex wanted Cheryl to watch it and we all watched the final cut version were you there like a few months ago no and i'm like i don't like it deckard isn't even good at his job nothing i can't happened. think of i mean i've read the book mm-hmm. seen the how original. long is the book i thought it's it was very a short, short it's story. like novella yeah um but even still, the name Deckard, can't think of anything besides Tim Heidecker as Decker, Port of Call, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was like all classic oh. Hollywood just stealing from on cinema, on, at the cinema. Did you pick Once up again. on at the end uh, of him, Ryan Gosling in the snow is like Rutger Hauer in the rain, but it's like snowing? Yeah. Yeah. So, what is that like? Is that, it's set, like, is that baited Rutger Hauer plus. You know, climate change equals Ryan Gosling in the snow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it didn't really have a ton to say. Yeah, it's kind of like I I can see how like I really like it a lot. It's the last movie like that I really liked and couldn't really find find too many flaws. And even though that there's mm-hmm. like I just watched both the Honest Trailer and Cinema since I'm like, wow, that's pretty stupid. But I didn't notice because I was enjoying it so much. Yeah. Even well, though that it's like it nitpicky. But uh, well, they actually said the things that you already picked up on, which are like you know about the oh great a woman character getting killed or something. Yeah, or but just always, being a literal. Pro- projection mm-hmm. for like one dimensional mm-hmm. you know rendering of uh but i always thought the reason that i didn't ever jump to that conclusion before watching it with you was because uh the like that the agency that uh sylvia hook's character has mm-hmm. of like killing most of the people that she interacts with um 
I tried and couldn't find the uh, philosophical thing that I mentioned before that like explains who Joe is and blah blah blah. Well, it's interesting. Like I, I like the lack of humanity that it, the film, like you know when they showed Robin Wright dying, it cuts, it jumps back a little bit just to show like the world keeps going mm -hmm. no matter what like plans you make on paper or deals you're making with like jared leto's mm -hmm. you know you can't made. hold the tide with a broom right yeah <laughs> it was that scene and mm -hmm. i liked it that it was just like oh this might seem like earth shattering development mm -hmm. inside that literal shattering yeah and then we just like <laughs> back up and be like no it's actually quite peaceful and nice the world mm -hmm. like i like that sort of bit like that um you know um I guess it could have been more violent, um, in, in, mm -hmm. um, uh, in the way, like, it could have... Can somebody to come and lift this roast for me? All right. Yeah, all right. Can you want to do it? it? Yeah. You might just have there to we go. Got it. A separate track and then splice them. Yeah. Well, I'll, um, do, I'll do some. Like, uh, I was hoping, like, we saw Polka Dot Man get killed. Coco, Glenn Coco. Oh yeah, I yeah. love how you remember. Yeah, because his name is Coco. Yeah, I remember that because I was because I. You go, Glenn Coco. I had the moment <laughs> where I was like, was it Greg Coco? Was it Mark Coco? And I was wondering aloud, and then I was like, Glenn Coco. And then by the time I realized <laughs> that he was dead, mm -hmm. um, you know, he did a good job. I wonder, yeah, as a as a human sperm. <laughs> he has like a he has like a such sadness but to they his like eyes. killed him mm -hmm. and then they have like avon barksdale and he's just like don't don't seem that alive to me <laughs> and then the end of roll is like all right we wrapped filming on for this character and everyone claps <laughs> uh maybe he ate him it makes me kind of laugh, but sad in a way that they like, like the world the only... building that they set up for that movie, and it's like it means nothing because the movie bombed. Yeah, and was there anyone who wasn't like any real people besides that guy who is not white? Like mm -hmm. I've Anadonis oh, yeah. was uh, something a holographic minority, like, which mm -hmm. I guess. Is she a minority? Like, yeah, I, absolutely. But I always thought that, yeah, I guess. I, I always think like that, Mexican. like, I think that, well, I or always Spanish. think that everybody in North America counts as a majority because people who are Mexican have roots in being Spanish, so then they're European. So that's so the European centered world view. Well, is, she's from Cuba. Because people like to flip flop around on that kind of stuff. Like, uh, what's her name? Uhura. No, I from didn't the say minorities. I said non-white yeah, people yeah. of color. Yeah. So, um, there was Avon Barksdale, and there was, you know, Alexa, mm -hmm. Alexa de Armas, and mm -hmm. uh, um, that was it. Like yeah. Batista, maybe. Oh yeah. Uh. And like. Uh, oh, uh, Barkhad Abdi, the guy who is like from Captain Phillips, who oh, was yeah, the, yep. and then Lenny James, who yeah, was Dr. the Badger. runner, the runner of the orphanage, and then Edward oh, James yeah. Olmos, who was Gaff. Edward James Olmos was in that. Yeah, he was Gaff. He was the guy at the retirement home who made the oh origamis. yeah with the with the yeah the yeah. bow tie and then the lady who ran the resist oh, the Edward resistance. James Olmos? Are you saying that he's a not white guy? Uh, that's what actually a good question. I think he's he... from California. Okay, well, yeah. he was known for 
Stand and deliver. <laughs> and battle Star yeah. Galactica. How can I get through to these kids? He was in the original. Me? Yeah, he's of Mexican descent. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just not familiar with him. Yeah. So it's all very, like, I, I mean, that's one of the things that's, like, Edward under James the skin. Almost podcast. I mean, that's, like, a, a decent handful of people. I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be, like, counting. counting. <laughs> but well, it just... Well, I remember... Because, like, I mean, the... What I meant, what I was going to say is that it could have been a lot more bloodthirsty because mm-hmm. there was no... It was the questions of humanity. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, um, yeah, good point. Synthesized humanity or empathy i liked how one thing i thought about when i first saw the movie is that like if you think about it the movie actually doesn't bother to i said this during the movie it doesn't bother to distinguish who's a robot and who's human like a lot like they never really confirm it for anyone like i wasn't even sure that k like i was still questioning whether k was or joe ryan gosling's character was human and, I, and he wasn't like uh, because it it didn't it wasn't the more the most important question right yeah, yeah. um whereas i think like we were talking about um with tv um like just the evolution of tv and and the way that we treat art in this way of like um you know of the like gen x days there's been there done that you know like there's it's all been done kind of yeah. attitude mm-hmm. do you and share so that the, attitude the questions change because they're like no there's no answers or mm-hmm. you know you just have to ask different questions and that's what I think that's like the biggest thing it didn't have answers it didn't mm-hmm. pretend to have answers yeah. yeah but the but the first one I think probably didn't have that kind of wisdom yeah, I wonder, like... Or or pragmatism, like, with... it's. I feel like the original movie is like feels like it's smarter than you, whereas this one just knows that you're... You know, you have access to all the same information and everything else as everyone else. And... I think of the movies like this and the original in a category of, like... Uh, almost like the category that Joker ended up being, where it's like essentially a it's a fundamentally blockbuster movie. Like it was made thinking like it was going to be the next Star Wars or this, mm-hmm. and it ends up like completely not being that and missing the because it's so preoccupied with other <laughs> things. But like like a blockbuster should be it answer asks like a a few questions, even though it's not prevent pushing like some major message so or something. What's like. the question of this one then? Uh, the question of this one is like uh, what is human and does it matter is what I thought Hmm. what is human like the limits of human because like every like you think about the relationship between Joy and Kay and like she like decides to break off the antenna and like travel with him on on the remote that way if she dies she'll have lived a human life and like i remember thinking when i saw it in the theater when Mm. she dies i i actually like felt something Mm. like oh like uh, Mm. slightly when she when she died i'm like oh that's exactly like you just gave it to like a homeless person standing next to him he's like here you go i have no (laughs) use for this yeah and then they like chase the antenna to this you know so the homeless guy who's now living with her, mm-hmm. but it's just being silly. Um, yeah. Though the antenna, you got to break the antenna. Is that the connection you have to her, or is that <gasps> her Ooh. connection to the network? I never thought about that, but I did think uh, because I read that you can download all your Google information mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, and 
when they did, people discovered that, like, as they already knew, that Google records everything you say, Mm -hmm. but it also records what you're going to say before, right before you say, hey, Google. Like when you breathe in? Yeah, so I was... Oh, I see. So so it's like if we're talking about something and then I say, hey, Google, uh, then, like, Google will start to record... But, like, uh, it's recording all the time, so what it does is it erases everything but everything right before that. So it's, like, it's always recording, but it knows what to ignore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that in the movie when, during, like, the Chinatown sequence or when she's t- putting the tracker in his jacket or something, mm-hmm. that when you hear the beeping sound, that's Anna Darmus's character listening because Anna Darmus doesn't appear in the Chinatown scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he comes back later and she's like, I noticed that you liked her, even though that she's not there, but she's always listening to, and always watching him. Uh, and it's similar to, um, like with the NSA, Yeah, you know, if they're listening in on someone's call mm-hmm. and, or if someone's flagged mm-hmm. and they start talking about something that's not related, then mm-hmm. they'll have to click off. I guess I'm thinking of, uh, wiretapping with like, um, in like Goodfellas, that mm-hmm. they would have their wives mm-hmm. call each other because the the agents listening in mm-hmm. would hear that they were just talking about dinner or oh, gossip, yeah, and then and they then... would turn off, and then that's when they would jump on the phones. Yeah. So yeah. I almost I would apply that almost to like I don't know what I'm trying to do. Say. You think you're I was being just incredibly like... distracted by everything that was happening. Do you happening think you're over. on any NSA watch lists or anything like that? Well, like anybody's CSIS if it was in Canada. What? Yeah, CSIS. Yeah. Um, I but don't, we could maybe. be NSA contracted. For I don't think CSIS it's as personally so much as like um, keywords, keywords and websites and um, you know, like I would. I used to go on 4chan all the time. Maybe they still have me. Mm-hmm. on that from like high school mm-hmm. um, you know what's interesting uh, yeah that I've realized in the book I'm reading which isn't very good but uh, it's about like it's about the mass collection of data yeah, yeah. it's hard for me to yeah. you can continue yeah well it's just how it's about the mass like nobody cares like if I search how to make a bomb or something they care about like if everybody, after doing one thing, searches how to make yeah. a bomb, and it's like that's the statistic or the the data that I would matters. imagine that they just like scrape it, or or rather they catch it and they have it in case something turns out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, hey, we had this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, he, this is like they can use it against you. Like, mm-hmm. well, before your husband went quote unquote missing, you had Googled how to kill husband and yeah. how to get away with killing husband and Doesn't life insurance to... schemes and yeah. you know I don't know I really I guess people don't really know that but I always thought was like why don't they search incognito which in a way wouldn't even matter because the ISPs would still track that but still I really don't know oh no it's like the classic like oh if I committed a murder would I be able to cover my tracks kind of question <laughs> yeah. um. So like if I were, I think often like if I were a politician, would I be able to wipe all of my data before I knew I was becoming a politician that somebody couldn't track it down or is my footprint too big? I was scrolling through just trying to see if I can get little tidbits here from the trivia, but being that it's based on Blade Runner, every piece of trivia has to be like four paragraphs long. So. Yeah. So, or, and then some of them on IMDb aren't even That's things. That's what I'm looking it's at. It's like we're it? just listing 
things at this moment where it's like this actor at the time critics who saw the movie before it's released were asked by director not to reveal characters and plot points what do you think about what that? a piece of trivia yeah uh, I remember, uh, and I was an idiot, but like I knew that Ryan Gosling's character was a robot because I read the review because A.A. Dowd uh, revealed that he would have, that he wasn't a, like he's only human on the outside or whatever. I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have read the review, but I wanted to see the movie so badly. Uh, but like, I don't know, what do you think of, of that, of like... I always wonder about, like, revealing plot points in reviews. I only know you've written a couple... I really haven't written any reviews, but the... Rule for spoilers. Yeah, like, I mean, if I wanted to... Was interested in seeing a movie, I would read the review. Yeah. Excuse me. Much like I would... I, I, like, hate to watch um, a trailer right before I fucking watch the movie. Yeah. Um, Something that was pointed out in here that is funny that... Wood Harris and Ryan Gosling last worked together on Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. He was in Remember the Titans. What is pain? French bread. Yeah. Well, is that good, good enough for you, Sunshine? Yeah. Like, uh, that was Baby Goose in that, right? Sunshine? Yeah. I always wonder about, uh, like, people... Like, I... if It's like I said, becoming a filmmaker, I'd never want to get into the trap of, like... I'd always like the idea of working with a completely different crew, mm-hmm. even though, like, your good ideas, like, are when you depend on one crew. I don't know. Like, a lot of Spielberg movies lately, like, are, look samey or are mm. lit in a samey type way. I'm like, well, that's a bummer. But, yeah. like, I can't, like, you can't run the risk of, like, picking somebody who's not good and then, like, ruining it. But I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, all things a creative risk. Like, his best work. Is, is the some of the work that Spielberg is known for? He didn't use the crew that he does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Jaws wasn't use the same crew. Yeah, and like the industrial he, magic. He only used, I think, Yanis Kaminsky, who is a cinematographer, since Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. or Shinor's List, I think. But like Jaws and Empire of the Sun, which is apparently like a nice visual movie and stuff, and Close Encounters were all done by like. A different cinematographer. Uh, it's kind of a, a, another thing that I worry about, like as a filmmaker, that mm-hmm. it's just like so out there. I'm never gonna get that to that level of success. But like, no, um, that attitude. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like uh, Christopher Nolan used to work with this one guy who like was his, who was his composer, yeah. and then after a while he had he like ditched him for Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like uh, imagine getting to a point of being like this is great, but you're not good enough to hang with me kind of thing. Like, that'd be... Well, it's like, do you think P.T. Anderson, like, saying to Johnny Greenwood, the guitarist for Radiohead, like, if he ever doesn't use Johnny Greenwood for one of his scores... Would Johnny Greenwood be hurt? Yeah, like... I think he would. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, but... He's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to use, like... But did he use Johnny Greenwood before There Will Be Blood? Because... No, that was there for... uh, To my knowledge, no. Because if you... Oh, my God. Because before it was John Bryan. Yeah. Then, and... Um... Yeah, and John so, Bryan was even in Boogie Nights. So I wonder, like... Come on, Nick, don't just sit there. But You know, his back is up. But what would you think about... I wonder who did the... I know it doesn't matter, but who did the music for, like, Heart Aid or something was probably... It was like, probably John Bryan. Well, John Bryan know. was, like, for... Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing for that yeah. one, but he mm-hmm. was Boogie Nights and Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
been an Amy man. <laughs> it's I've yeah. never like uh, watching the I act the thing that frustrates me the most. Uh, I know you don't care for Oscars, but like the production design of Blade Runner twenty forty nine is probably the best yeah, that I I've agree. ever seen in any movie. I agree, and it's so frustrating that like. He's that like Denny Villeneuve's next movie. He's not working with that production designer. He's working with the production designer we worked with since before he got famous and stuff like that. But I mean, which is fine because yeah. they know how to Was work that with together. The one with the rival. Uh yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah. But Arrival is similarly like there's like there's the ship and stuff, but they, it's all very minimalist and it's not very imaginative it's very restrained yeah and i feel like this when you're doing however, something like dune it's a waste of i'd rather have the substance of arrival over the glossiness of blade runner yeah because i don't feel like a beautiful mm -hmm. beautiful film yeah. like music costume lighting mm -hmm. yeah. looks cinematography use to cgi mm -hmm. technology it's all very immersive and beautiful but you know, it doesn't have punch a, very deep. It didn't have a great deal to say. Yeah. That being said, it, much more than the original, yeah. which is no disrespect is that the to style of that, Dick, like, but, um do you, do you think that there is a I just don't think Ridley Scott is as good as Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. Do you that, like, I watched that and wish Denny Villeneuve had made Ridley Scott films. Because, like, can you mm -hmm. imagine if he made Gladiator? Oh, that'd be that'd be something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thelma and Louise, maybe mm. not. Yeah. For Denis Villeneuve, yeah. uh, Xavier yeah. Dolan. I mean, if we're yeah, reassigning mm -hmm. films to Quebecois, then I would probably mm -hmm. pick Xavier Dolan for. The hard thing for me, and I thought about it with uh, Raised by Wolves uh, and stuff, yeah. is with Ridley Scott, who actually directs and then his son directs an episode. <laughs> uh, and funny enough, uh, yeah. Raised by Wolves is written by the writer of Prisoners. Cool. Uh, um, Aaron Guzikowski or something like that. Wasn't the same person who did Enemy as well? Uh, I don't know who wrote Enemy, uh, and that's why I find so weird about Villeneuve's career is that I, the difference between him and Nolan is that uh, uh, aside from a lot of things, but like Denny Villeneuve did like two minor like student movies, and then he took like ten years off where he spent time like raising a family. It was a gap year. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Where he did, where he was like really struggling as a filmmaker, like yeah. getting anything made, and did worked on his writing. It's a Canadian film. Yeah. Industry for you, right? But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really disappointed me when he said, like, in a Blade Runner uh, interview, he's like, "I could not have made this movie in Canada." No, of course uh, not. And it's like, isn't that so disappointing? The living in Canada. It's just that not where the money is, and. Uh, but is there anything the government could do to like it's like okay we're gonna focus on that. sorry yeah I'm just like having a tired slow brain day yeah um, but like uh, what was I gonna say uh, what were you talking about with just the um, the is it possible to bring to save any part of like canadians like i i'm no, jealous that canadian it. cinema isn't uh yeah i mean robust in it's anyway. funny like i remember before right before like schitt's creek took off in the states mm -hmm. having a discussion with a friend who works in toronto in like tv and film and mm -hmm. saying, saying like schitt's creek was probably like the high watermark for canadian comedy at the moment sure you know, for just Take having that, Letter Kenny. <laughs> well, because Letter Kenny wasn't as big of a deal, yeah. and now Letter Kenny is 
getting the attention in the same way like Trailer Park Boys mm-hmm. did or how Tom Green caught on here first and then yeah. went down there. Um, it's cool. It's just super slow and you can only seem to handle like one at a time. You know, and uh, there mm-hmm. have there are lots of good Canadian filmmakers yeah. on lesser budgets like Bruce McDonald, mm-hmm. um, like just yeah. thinking or Kevin McDonald rather Kevin yeah. McDonald because Bruce McDonald is from Kids in the Hall, right? And uh, did Kevin Pawnee McDonald Pawn- make Pawnee Pool? Yeah, I watched that. Is it Bruce or Kevin? One of them. Mc- I think it's Bruce McDonald. And uh, there's. God, one of the better movies I've seen this year that's not from this year. It was called The Last Night hmm. with Sandra O. Oh, and it mm-hmm. was like um, Toronto, mm-hmm. right on the last day of everyone's life. Oh, yeah. I think I saw yeah. a trailer for that or something. Uh, and we Earlier this week, we were talking about Guy Madden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My Winnipeg. That you didn't like My Winnipeg. I couldn't get through. It was too obtuse. <laughs> But it I was, comes together. If you think about it, it's kind of funny. Like Blade Runner, directed by a Canadian, yeah. starring a Canadian, Canadian production crew, Canadian special effects, yeah. and yet it couldn't have been made. And they use a bunch of Quebec landways. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, <laughs> like plays itself. the absurd amount of money at play, where like a studio like Sony can be like, "Here's a hundred and ten million dollars, just pay us back first before anything else," and then the producers put up. I think twenty five million or half mm-hmm. split the other half with Warner Brothers. There aren't really that many. I, well, I always I was wonder just how that there works. are. There are. There's a couple. It's like Greg Matola. It's Greg Matola Canadian. Yes, I yeah, think so. and like yeah. um, shout out to Day Trippers. <laughs> yeah, that's a sweet movie. Well, I was just looking behind me. I was like, what Canadian films do I have? Uh, and like uh, with Michael uh, Imperioli. No, um, the guy who does <laughs> Dows. The one who does Michael Dow's, yeah, who does the F word, yeah, yeah. Fubar. Take me yeah. home tonight. <laughs> um, oh, no, yeah. Greg Matola's from New York. Yeah, why did I think oh, he's Canadian? Yeah, because he's got that Toronto vibe. Well, because he did a Canadian film in his. I time, thought Day Trippers was a Canadian film for some reason, mm-hmm. even though it definitely is in New York. It's so weird that he did Super Bad and then he did Adventureland and then his career, like in terms of making mainstream movies, went away. Kind of I weird. really hated Adventureland. I thought that I, that was so disappointing. Um, I just wanted to quickly take a look as to why I thought Day Trippers was a Canadian film. Cinepix doesn't have a Canadian distributor. It was the yeah. Um, it was originally distributed by. Um, Cinepix, which got bit botched by Lionsgate, and that was from Quebec, and they did uh, Shivers and Meatballs and mm-hmm. um, yeah, Buffalo '66, which is Vincent Gallo's film, mm-hmm. and the Sick, the Life and Death of Bob Flanagan, Super Masochist, hmm. um, which is a fun movie. Yeah, it's a good family film. Do you know which one that one is? No, it's a guy who just. He lives for pain. What's this called? Uh, it's called Sick, The Life and Death of Bob Flanagan, Super Masochist. Hmm. You could, um, there's footage in it of him driving a nail through his penis and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, it's just he wants all the and pain. this is fun for you. <laughs> I don't remember seeing it in university. Well, actually, I had read about it, and then my an ex-girlfriend was you know, she was like, you're good with movies. I wonder if I describe this movie that I've been looking for, for since forever. Mm-hmm. 
you would know about it. And that was the movie she was describing. Oh, nice. And then I was like, yeah, I think it might be this one. Mm -hmm. There's Super Masochist, which I read about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, through like uh, like a GQ article of like, oh, the 50 gross or the 50... Yeah, like horror movies you have never seen or something Mm -hmm. like that. And we watched it together and she had seen it on like a commercial or read it in like an article from when she was a teenager in Turkey Mm -hmm. and like didn't know what that was. And then when we talked about it and we watched it together for the first time, she actually cried throughout the film because it was a realization of this memory that had uh, eluded her and an answer she never thought she would get. And it was embodied by this Canadian distributed documentary about a uh, uh, Bob Flanagan. BDSM celebrity. Um, do you think about like if you were to get your movie made, like do you think you could make a make it a Canadian movie or something like that? Yeah, like sure, yeah, it depends. I wonder it how all hard depends it is, on how like, money. knowing these people. Well, it's just how are you going to film it? How are you going to make it? Did I tell you about these that days, uh, money laundering, question. essentially money laundering organization that the guy the came into Staples oh. told me about? He's like, no. they are Canadian distributors. Let me see if I can bring it up. But he's like, they're Canadian distributors, and they. Uh, That's uh, interesting. Like something that I'm just like glossing through the reactions for 2049, and um, you know. A lot of people are saying it's a philosophical. Yeah, there. I, I can't. Find and like, I mean, we I we saw. had the like the brief questions of like, well, they all think they're the one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a shared dream or delusion, which is not based in fact, but a feeling. Mm-hmm. So is that not enough to spare them? You know, or is that just bad programming? Right. Yeah. So there's those very surface level questions, but it's not like Somerville House is what they're called, mm. and right. and the guy basically said whether they might be like a money laundering organization, oh. but they finance movies. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, the oh goodness, I'm like alive. I'll I'll finance my dream. Worry about uh, yeah. the rest later, you know. Yeah, well, there's uh, Mark uh, Cameron Twitchell. In Edmonton, I don't know if you're gonna look that that name up or something, but he basically got involved with these money laundering schemes as a front to become Dexter uh, in Edmonton. Really? He killed a guy in his garage, but he had like this whole thing where he got invo- involved with like money lenders who were supposed to be financing his whole thing. And um, anyways, it was very, it was a very what do you think shared. of the screenplay of this movie? Is it? Did yeah, you... It was fine. I wa- actually wanted to to look at that up to see if it was available, just based on what you were saying about. Um, yeah, and people throw uh, raving about reading it. Oh man, it's and with an A and D, which means that they worked on it separately. Mm-hmm. So that means Hampton yep. wrote it, and then Green wrote over it. Screenplayed. What is this? <laughs> It's kind of interesting. Everybody, this is the only project I've seen where it's like everybody. Aside from Star Wars, nice. Yeah. Everybody kind of knew what they were getting into. It's like we know that, like, we're making something quote unquote important. Like, uh, so it's like hiring. A lot of hype from the start. Yeah, hiring the (laughs) best. I remember the first thing that turned people around was actually them saying that they hired Roger Deakins, and then they, and then just that, and then it was going to have an inner a story by. 
the guy who wrote the original in it. So I go, okay. And then Denny Villeneuve. It's like, oh, okay. You know, like it just kept getting better. Just bothers me. Yeah, Broderick Johnson and Andrew A. Kozov are the two producers at Alcon. And they, uh, what did they did? Oh, they did the Book of Eli. I liked it. The downside, they've done a lot of, like, not great. But, you know, it's a business. I wonder if they, like, Something like Blade Runner could have come close to like bankrupting them, essentially. Mm, maybe. Uh, I didn't know that uh, Roger Deacon shot Fargo, and I was just. Thr- oh, you didn't? That's why I think. I was it was just for like, um, you know, uh, raving about that earlier today, and the mm-hmm. Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I, I had never looked up his Roger Deacon's. Yeah, so he was nominated like twelve or thirteen times. I mean, he's be- only won toys. Yeah, recently. For uh, yeah, this in 1917 apparently yeah so he's done like 12 Coen Brothers films yeah he used to be their DP like their and he did the Robert Ford uh, Jesse James one yeah very good stuff. and Doubt mm-hmm. oh he did Doubt eh? yeah and yeah. we talk about shots from that movie every so often yeah. The Village yeah that's a really head yeah I haven't seen The House of Sand and Fog but I was told it was just cruelty <laughs> it was just like why no one Sicario again a beautiful is, mind I think it was <laughs> yeah Sicario is really good work from Roger Deakins the hurricane I'm surprised you still haven't seen Sicario like cause that's know, yeah. arguably Denny's best movie but it's like similarly of like posing a lot of questions but like I'd, it's probably the one he's done with the most social impact followed by yeah actually yeah. I always forget that he didn't um I'll have to have to see that one. And what else has he made? Um, Polytechnic is actually yeah. I, have, I like that. I was I've surprised seen, the level of craft of it. I'm uh, like, let's see. So of his films, I've seen Blade Runner: Arrival, Enemy Prisoners, and Polytechnic. What do you think of Enemy? That's um, fine. I don't. I get it mixed up with the double. Yeah, because um, which came is out Richard at the same Ayoade, <laughs> yeah. and based on the Vladimir Nabokov. Story which is featured in Blade Runner. He yeah. holds up the book of uh, Pale Fire by Vladimir Nabokov. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of quotes. So I watched uh, on, uh, there's like 10 million YouTube mm-hmm. video essays on this. Breaking it down. And one of them was talking about like one of the quotes they say to each other is, or um, like the baseline test is taken from something like out of a novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the cell is interlinked within, interlinked within, interlinked. Oh, like yeah. From something. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I need to see Insomnies and Maelstrom. Reading about Maelstrom right now. And yeah, oh Sicario. yeah, it's weird. But, yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, I think after I saw Prisoners or Sicario, <coughs> I'm like, oh, I'll see Polytechnic because it's a Canadian movie. And I'm like, yeah. he doesn't have Roger Deakins or whoever on this, so it won't because he's been working with Roger Deakins <laughs> since nothing. Prisoners. Uh, so I'm like, oh, it won't be as good. It won't look as good. But like, uh, what happened was, it looks great. Like it's <laughs> photographed really well. And what <sighs> happened was, even though he did that guy didn't stay as cinematographer, he worked in the camera department. Like mm-hmm. was the camera operator on these movies. And I'm like, oh, what a great way to get experience of like, <laughs> I won't be the main cinematographer, but I'll still be the assistant. There was somebody like who worked with Steven Soderbergh or something where it's like they 
It was probably something yeah. under a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I was also thinking what was interesting was the editor of Tenant. She was, n even though she was yeah. the main editor on Hereditary, she was not the main editor on Midsummer. She story. she were she was the co-editor beneath somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, but she was the lead editor on Marriage Story, I think. Yeah. 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 Which, that in um, Hereditary, I mean, I can't really even say, because I'm not an editor, but I was like, don't they have similar feels to it? Well, it's kind of interesting, because I only know how to, like, basic edit. Like, I'm, I wonder, like, the things that some editors can do, like, because you think of edit just, like, placing the mm -hmm. film in a certain order, but, like, yeah. certain techniques of, like, bo I, like I don't even know yeah, how to like, create boxes or, or remember how to do it. Yeah. All this stuff, like, how to tell a story just from the decisions. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you make that way alone but I do think about the feeling of stuff a lot did you say you had or had not seen Incendies? I have not it's not his best movie it's like his dark horse movie but it's like it's interesting it's just like a cross country road trip movie yeah I can oh, see sorry. why I was yawning um, yeah. and just like yeah I'm a little woozy um, what do you think of oh yeah I already Kevin. asked you what you think of Dune did you ever see the original movie? That, no, I, uh, I did not. Uh, um, it uh, didn't seem necessary. I tried <laughs> to watch it with uh, in university with my friend Mike, but You're he right. got through it and, and, and liked it. Mm -hmm. um, the, but I, I think it was just a fan of Sting. I read a... Uh, the people credit Sting with like ruining that movie somehow. No, I, was just, I was making a joke yeah, mostly okay. about his uh, outfit and that, but... I, the funny thing, I read a review of uh, Dune. It's like, it's not a good... The guy said, and it was a review written in the last two or three years. It's like, it's not a good movie, but mm. it was built to last. Meaning that all mm -hmm. the... And I watching the trailer, all the effects and stuff holds up. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting <laughs> that, like, if you make a Like, it's going to be at a certain quality, but it's going to mm -hmm. maintain that quality and not be upstaged. That's, like, a very deliberate, interesting choice, I guess. It's something I think might be fun to do, um, just based on stuff we've talked about, and is take a look at Chris Nolan's the factors in each and how he tells a story, and try yeah. to um, manufacture a Chris Nolan film just based on the details. Yeah, he said. The, did you see the Studio Binder ten minute video on how he directs a film, and he talks about being very mathematical and very he draws out graphs and what a nerd. Yeah, a lot of this stuff seems like a nerd. It's like I'd love to do a. It made me think. I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if uh, there was uh, like a time travel movie, mm -hmm. and it would be like the guy. Like, if I wanted to do like a really cloying thing, I'd I'd go back to like. Uh, where you time travel and like you're setting events in order yeah. and it's like you set up the meeting between like mm -hmm. Chris Nolan as like a, a like a, a college person but he's like clearly dressed like Chris Nolan and you you nudge him in the direction of like his wife <laughs> yeah. or, or something and it's like but then people can just see it just visually because of he's dressed of how he looks and he has the British sound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he looks like mm -hmm. his lips always hurt <laughs> yeah, he's like super chap lips. Yeah, that's how I picture it. It's mm -hmm. like lips like a catfish. I feel I'm kind of. It's kind of a bummer that. Um, oh, did I tell you uh, when I went to see uh, Mum? Mum asked when I was going to see Tenant. Why is this film like a big deal? Mm -hmm. And I like to somebody who doesn't 
follow the industry i'm like well it's kind of like steven spielberg directing a movie and she got like offended she's like nobody's like <laughs> and she's like nobody's like spielberg yes. i'm like isn't that right because spielberg like well I, like, it's not real cinema mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the funny thing about that is that uh mm-hmm. chris nolan again works with mostly the same people mm-hmm. whereas steven spielberg has like swapped out like he has the same casting people and stuff like that but the set people he switched with and like the the worlds of his are very well realized i think mm-hmm. i just what this make, movie makes me realize is just that i like movies with realistically designed sets yeah in fact when with i was high in, production values when i well when i was imagining my safe spaces i thought of it in terms of the the space first and i designed like a graph mm-hmm. which i have under here of like what the space actually <laughs> nice, looks yeah. like and then what i said nice that's yeah. good it helps yeah. I, I do that never so often and then uh i listened to Aaron sorkin and he was like you know if you're talking about a place it's probably a tv show i'm like uh and then i read about um whatchamacallit uh the guy who wrote mr robot and he was like i wrote it he described it the exact way i wrote mm-hmm. safe spaces and he's like and then i cut it off here and i'm like okay this can't be a movie there's, there's really no rules yeah it's just guidelines you know yeah. like, never career compare your career to anyone else's is well yeah i think it's just like everyone's you know there's all the cliches about that um i hate to wrap it up but no I, i'm can. like very dizzy so yeah, I, yeah, i'm gonna go very, have a walk yeah yeah because i'm very low energy and i i didn't want to be well, like jeb bush a bad uh <laughs> We're bad good. presence yeah you know it's especially on your birthday podcast and no, enjoyed the not... movie oh yeah but yeah. it's just like I, I can't hold on to like the thoughts that i want to make and um, like do you want to go write or something? Or no, no, it's just that time. I'm I'm like very drifting dizzy. away. I'm very dizzy. Yeah, I have to so. say, this time watching the movie, I don't like. <laughs> I don't hold on. Like that was the third time I saw it. Really liked it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I watched it over at Dave's when I was dog sitting. I'm like, well, that hold up. And then yeah. this time, it's um, like it's good still, but it's like you realizing that the, the ideas aren't him. there. But I thought that for a movie oh. I watched recently, and then I rewatched it. Yeah, The Dark Knight. It can and be then kind I of sad, it. right? When you watch something, and you're like, "Oh, oh I that. grasp it. Like you mm-hmm. can get it. It's just it seems accessible." Yeah. Like um, it, I think it was you know the first time I watched the a P.T. Anderson movie, or I'm just mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god," or like a Charlie Kaufman here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had this thought during the house that Jack built because it was, you know, first time I'd seen it in a while. And um, coming back to it, it seems not as overwhelming, not daunting. Yeah. It like I could see how it was made. Isn't it just because the world has gotten more violent? Since could, it could that very movie? well be because it, we're on the pre- like when that came out, the precipice of everything blowing up. Yeah. Versus, like, so the visuals of you know violence against americans for the sake of wearing a red hat mm-hmm. was something not yet spoken or realized yeah and now and it's so done. it's so provocative of like just imagine just killing people just based on their hat choice mm-hmm. you know just to take it completely out of the context as possible yeah. versus now where i mean that's happening you know yeah. But neither side. I shouldn't say neither side. The only side that the only they're both good sides. <laughs> there are people that good sides. Well, no, but to say both sides like it suggests that like it's an equal fight. Mm-hmm. You know, the red hats versus everyone else. Do you think when like, it's I really think... just the red hats making the decision at the minute? So that these next like 
not just I'm thinking of it in terms of like the new consoles coming out, <laughs> but like the presidential election and COVID nineteen. Like I see these like next two months or the end of the year the as like finale? completely world changing in terms Absolutely. of like. I think so. Like, I mean, hugely. we're you know it's always just like a bad Tuesday morning away from years of you know memes and and the way mm-hmm. that things change right like mm-hmm. today being September 11th yeah you know I keep everything was, that it's my birthday. there was no safer time to fly than September 10th you know 2001 that mm-hmm. was the safest it mm-hmm. would ever would have been to mm-hmm. fly mm-hmm. you know we don't know that we didn't know that at the mm-hmm. time and so then it come, something happens and it changes everything so mm-hmm. i mean when you think about it this way like um let's see like death stranding yeah hasn't even been out for a year you mean now yeah no it hasn't even been out for a year it's been out for two years no it's been Every, it didn't come out in 2019 no, it came thought, out in 2018 maybe it was because I only got it maybe that's yeah. why I was thinking it actually, but I thought it was released last Christmas it came out in November of like 2018 I thought it was November of 2019 well it feels like it was November because like well, that nothing. was my example or like that Black Panther only came out last year well have you like, heard that the joke have you heard the joke of like I don't yeah think... no it came out on the end of oh really yeah that's, I, it was that's November so 2019 okay so that, that's what I'm saying we, it hasn't even been out for a full year but it feels oh. like it's been four years oh that is like weird. any it other does. any other year it would have been like the Lebanon explosion would have yeah. been the big story mm-hmm. but like we're in the midst of historical stories breaking every day like mm-hmm. uh, the We've we've gotten one of the nineteen Bob Woodward interviews, you know, with Trump. Oh wow, well, yeah. You know where he's admitting and speaking like probably more f- fluently and mm-hmm. fluidly and mm-hmm. lucidly mm-hmm. than we've ever heard him speak mm-hmm. on on the on the virus, mm-hmm. and that was in February. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so everyone keeps saying like, that's just a taste, like nineteen mm-hmm. full interviews, and so, you know. It's yeah. a weird feeling, like, to even try to find a job. I can't now, believe right? that. Right? Because like, yeah. everything is on yeah. shifting grounds and nothing is certain. And... I can't believe that, like, after the the first interview, like, he was kind of embarrassed the Why last time he was interviewed interview? by Bob Woodward. Why would he do it again? Well, it's just he... He, would... he will must like all the president's men. <laughs> Great valued Richard Nixon. Yeah. And it was like, what if we had Richard Nixon but without... Um, intelligence i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always wonder how people characterize intelligence like well, is being smart such a thing nixon led into reagan who fucked up in ways that we are still oh did you see the experiencing meme? so that's why i'm thinking like trump can probably just lead to someone who's gonna make a bigger mess did you see because they're recreating uh ronald reagan in call of duty world yeah. war it's like press f to spend to send crack to, to black the, neighbors to the inner cities <laughs> to ignore aids yeah uh to you know press f to put uh, what like uh explicit language warnings on cds CD no. covers. That was Nancy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely the worst thing they did was those little warning things. Yeah, Not yeah. AIDS or the homeless crisis or prison industrial complex and creating Lately a new slave. It's just a whole problem with how we deal with censorship. And, yeah, there was pretty much all of Reagan. It all goes back to Reagan. Yeah. And the last time we had a, you know, a fucking empty suit. Mm-hmm. And 
Anyways, I'm Can rambling. I get a prediction on you on who's going to win the election? <laughs> um, well, I've, I've been enjoying the recent suggestions that if there's no way to cook the books or change the numbers, that um, Trump will resign and then have Mike Pence pardon him. <laughs> oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um... Yeah, because I he think, can do that after the election. I think Trump's right? gonna win. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he won before with like what, like two percent of the vote or mm-hmm. whatever criminal thing, and mm-hmm. there's no reason. What mm-hmm. has changed to suggest we're gonna change course? I think that well, we have like the great like America like, that the world is still or America is still sexist, and really the one difference there's was nothing Hillary Clinton. America loves more than to waste a great reckoning. You know what does that mean? Well, because then what did we get after nine eleven? Where did we get after nine eleven? What happened after Me Too? There's nothing happens. We have the big, the big bang, the big Mm -hmm. show of things without any real follow through or substantial change. Aren't people more interested though to see now? Like, isn't it more appealing to you to see a? A Donald Trump that was once president but isn't any longer is more interesting. That's more interesting, but there's nothing to suggest that anything's going to change because nothing has changed. We're still on the same track we were. Mm -hmm. He's fucking up with impunity and without any attempts to cover anything up and nothing's Mm -hmm. changing, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. Oh, but just let the Democrats get in there. Like, they're not going to do fuck all. Part of the same thing. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. left wing, right wing, two wings on the same fucking bird. Yeah. (laughs) All waiting to 2049. (laughs) (laughs) At least Harrison Ford will still be alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on if he's flying or not. Yeah, he's got a lot of planes (laughs) to crash. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's actually a good example of somebody, like, effing up with impunity because... So who's gonna say no? Yeah. Who's gonna get you know, Kobe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many people got on that plane. <laughs> or was it a helicopter? It was Just a helicopter. His name out there. Yeah, Kobe. I don't know if Harrison Ford's fly- what he's flying, but he shouldn't you, be flying. He, he shouldn't even be it. driving. He, <laughs> he shouldn't be he probably, acting. Either. He probably can't drive. It's the only way he can escape. Yeah, just like see him in Man of the Wild yeah. or Call of the, the Wild. Wild. Yeah, when. Uh, it was just like it's all crazy CGI, especially the scenes where he's driving. <laughs> yeah. It was like the car wasn't even on, but it's, mm-hmm. some PAs still died. Yeah, he ran them over. Yeah, he got vehicular manslaughter from a, a stationary car. I don't know why it's such a weird fact to me that like uh, if you're like an actor mm-hmm. that you get driven, like you can't drive yourself. Did you know that? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, because it it comes back to like doing your own stunts and stuff. Yeah. Like one of the stupid. The the cost to ensure the driver is more than the car would cost, probably. I don't. I don't know how it would work, but it was like I was thinking about uh, how they mentioned they made a big deal about Jared Leto getting like blinding himself and having being driven to set and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like people have to get driven to set mm-hmm. for insurance reasons anyway because once you mm-hmm. sign a contract for a film you're the studio's property and nothing can happen to you yeah. on their watch Gross. yeah that's awful yeah yeah property. well yeah that's what margot robbie said about mm-hmm. like how she thought it'd be really cool to be a star and it and it is but she like didn't realize that like oh i get a trailer and stuff but then as soon as like she was in like suicide squad or something she realized like oh like 
it's not that they're giving me a trailer. It's that I have to be in the trailer because I have to be on studio property because they need me. Mm. And it was like a realizing that you are being objectified yeah. in a way that you like you, you thought are it was literally cool commodified you... yeah and then so this she sees the means of productions yeah that's why she <laughs> wants to like hang out with everybody and like visit everybody all the time because she doesn't want to be regarded as property she's because yeah. she's uh the literal actual shantate yeah well hopefully not with the same ending well it's just like in the same way like she lived in that film mm-hmm. and like Tarantino's not beholden to history, so she belongs to him. Yeah. In a way. Man, I, I wish all these, like, movies that were popular and enjoyed... Like, there's just too many male directors. I don't mean that, that there should be no, less people like being directed. But it's just, it's just like disappointing. the same perspective and the same stories. And... Well, the fact that, like, in every movie, I'm actively wondering about the gender politics because yeah. there's going to be a way that the guy screws it up by making it, like... When, and as well, because... Because of that, too, when you watch, like, a movie like Booksmart, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, this is really good for a girl. You know, that yeah. was that was more the discourse than it being a standalone yeah. film that had, like, should, you know, be good and bad on its own merits. Yeah. Instead, it's, oh, it's by women, and it's yeah. been being sold to you, mm-hmm. and bringing to her, the ideology's great, and similar yeah. to your questions at the start about feminism, mm-hmm. it, like... Women love everything. Yeah, you know, and they and yeah. women are even if like problematic. the problematic stuff, and it's just their perspective and their love, and that's you know, it's not a monolith. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. that's what's important to remember. Like yeah. what's feminist to some might be exclusionary to others. Hashtag yeah. J.K. Rowling and yeah. um, you know, trans women are real women. Like yeah. for real, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's. A lot of people would say, like, oh, well, she's a feminist, but, like, mm-hmm. a third-wave exclusionary mm-hmm. feminist. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... it's um, People are people. Um, it's not... Even it's, the mo- it's a very com- convenient, like, term and stuff if mm-hmm. you want to open it up or politicize anything, but, like, what does it actually mean in motion and action and... Do you see any exhaustion in these these kinds of things? I think of there's like- just the exhaustion in how it's being sold to you. Yeah. Because I met, like, a lot of times I think about... Beyonce, she loves women. That's yeah. why men write her all her songs. Or yeah. that she has to have a guest spot with Jack White instead yeah. of some like, other like, woman Princess. who's, like, yeah. you know, who's, like, able to be an equal voice to her. Yeah. But instead it's just, I get, oh, who's hotter? Is it this girl or mm-hmm. this one? And I was like, well, it's in direct competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, it's an idea put on paper so it can be sold to you. Do you think they'll we'll ever achieve like equality in the entertainment space anytime no. in our lifetime? I don't think it's it's just the I same I don't know how to define origin. it but yeah. probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry. Well, just like with Blade Runner it makes you wonder because like mm-hmm. 2049 is really not that far away. Like, that's in our lifetime. Yeah, that's 29 years We'll be, now. like, younger than our parents when yeah. that year happens. Like Yeah, we'll be... Uh, younger than they are now, is what I mean. Yeah, I'll be, what, be, 30? You'll be 57. Yeah, something like, in my there. 50s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think 56. I might be 49. No, I'm not. Oh, 49 plus 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 56. Yeah, so... I'll be Keanu Reeves. But, but the thing is that we're age. seeing the images from... Same like around yeah they mm. look like 
2049 does. The blackout, we're just waiting on billionaires to save us. Yeah, we're beholden to those who have the spices. It's so weird. (laughs) It's so... Oh, you know what Dad pointed out successfully that I didn't like about that? He didn't like the Dune trailer because they didn't mention the word spice. Yeah, no, they show it a little bit. Yeah. The spices flow. Wait, the spice is the sand? I thought that was spice in his hand. I thought it went well, you know... Maybe if the production was, was design of, was better. Was that a bit of paprika? A bit of cinnamon? <laughs> oh, what was that? We saw that recently. What was that from? Uh, I don't know. We, we, were, we, were, like, we were saying about um, white women's cooking. Uh, no, oh, it was, it was a, the Black Jeopardy with uh, Black Panther oh, T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chadwick. With uh, Karen's potato salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she counts salt as a spice. Ah. Wasn't that it? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, but I think it could have been. Uh, I'm trying was... to think of what could have been Kroby Cat's thing, almost okay. like they, the Where... on the E3 yeah. VGA video. Where's Paprika? I the... swear we saw it like recently. Wasn't there a Johnny Depp movie called Paprika? Uh, no, there was an animated movie, the an anime movie called Paprika. And there was chocolate. Jo- yeah, <laughs> and then perfume is the one I'm actually thinking of. Um, the, the story camera. of murder with yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I yeah. thought in my mind I was like, that movie's called Paprika, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's perfume. Did you ever see the movie Perfume? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is it good? I don't recall. Yeah, well, it's not a good. Sign. <laughs> <laughs> that was I get one confused from, like, between perfume and the movie Fur. That was, that was like 14, 15 years ago, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the trailer for it. Well, I tried it... to make a joke to my friend where I realized like that I was wrong. When I, um, who's a Dallas Stars fan, because I was just trying to say like, oh, they haven't been this good in like sixteen years <laughs> since the movie Perfume. I said like, <laughs> time's so crazy. <laughs> The last time Dallas got this far, Buffalo was a good team. Mm-hmm. And then people rightfully pointed out, like, no, Buffalo wasn't good back then. So I was like, well, it's been longer than 16 years that the Buffalo Sabres have been a good team. Jeez. Yeah. And I mean, like, 16 That's years... like the most unrealistic thing about Bruce Almighty is them winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even though the Buffalo, didn't the Buffalo Sabres win one? They've never won. Uh, they haven't won a Stanley Cup for since the 80s if at all because i remember them winning uh they went to the stanley cup final and lost against the dallas stars didn't they do it back to back like and then they lost the carolina hurricanes right if they lost the hurricanes then that would have been in the conference finals at the latest because they're both in the eastern conference because i remember oh shoot yeah yeah so they would have lost them right before dallas stars their their teams that i don't like that buffalo slug yeah Buffalo Kill founded History City, no winning minor. Yeah, uh, I want to say, like, uh, back with, like... Uh, Don't have any conference um, president. What's that fucking guy's name? Division That champion. fucking guy, um, Marcel Dion. Who's that? I think one of their best players. I'm just looking at the, uh, well, the season. Well, the, like, the one... I was trying to make a joke that, you know, about Dallas at Buffalo's expense. Mm-hmm. But then just thinking like, oh man, I had to go back further in 16 years. That's all. I'm really pretty scattered. Yeah. Uh, I do want to have a walk before we go where we have dinner, which will probably be ready. Yeah. Sooner and later. Yeah. So the Buffalo Sabres suck. Yeah. That movie was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how would you rate it? Because I think of it as like a B plus yeah, it's movie. Yeah, that's probably around there, like yeah. B, B plus. When's the last, so that was the last like movie I saw that I thought was 
I don't know, it was perfect in terms of what I, what I mm-hmm. wanted from it. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you were, like, completely satisfied by a movie that you saw? I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, you were completely... Very recently. <laughs> but is it, like... I well, was I satisfied that end. I watched it the, again the next day yeah. and took notes. Did you, th- like, like it more than adaptation, you think? Or do you no. just don't compare stuff like it's that? It's tough to compare it to adaptation, because yeah. that was, like, a... Uh, what do you call it? Like, when I... A formative film for me at a formative yeah. age. Well, isn't it? I wonder and is that the problem? Because well. I haven't liked a movie since. Uh, I mean, loved a movie since twenty seventeen. Maybe you're just not trying the right well, things. Because like I, 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 well, that's what I'm thinking. Because like the first time movie. I saw like a Karastami film, you know, yeah. uh, or like Certified Copy. Which, but is it because there's no more formative movies for me? But that's the thing. It's just you have to continue to look and push yourself because yeah. I didn't. I wouldn't have come to love the before films as much as um, I do now mm-hmm. if I hadn't watched Karasami's films and he's like Iranian I see and then made certified copy mm-hmm. which I was like what's this I just like Julia Binoche yeah and and I was like and then by the end of it I was like this movie's beautiful and this movie's like give me a lot to think about and I was like oh, I can't believe I enjoyed enjoyed something start to finish like that where a lot of mm-hmm. bitches walk and talking and then it made me think of the before movies but I didn't come back to them until like mm-hmm. a couple years later and then I had a greater appreciation for where I was in life compared to the characters of those three films as well as because I had pushed my own comfort and boundaries and then came back to something that I previously dismissed it was like mm-hmm. new again yeah and so that the, now you're the it's like formative again yeah. like versus like when I back when like Bernie came out mm-hmm. or the first time I tried to watch Slacker like mm-hmm. in early university where I was like mm-hmm. whatever man like versus if I watch it now I'd be <laughs> to like to be confused with the movie Slackers with Jason Schwartzman and Devin Sawa it's oh, like I don't a, even remember this is the slackers or hackers it's it's it was actually made it was like within three years of hackers but it's like it's basically like a crappy old school or something and it's like they Mm. they and and basically jason schwartzman is like a proto incel or some like i just remember where it's like the guy makes a hair uh doll of this woman and then she's like you made this of me you're sick he's like i didn't make it it fell out of your hair that way he's like it fell out of your hair that way (laughs) (laughs) but it's worse yeah uh, I think like a that's good a watching idea. that preview is a formative movie. For, like, well, if you start like watching it. a lot of your favorite filmmakers' favorite films and see mm-hmm. how they got to where they were, because mm-hmm. like watching Noah Baumbach's favorite movies and seeing like the movie like Girlfriends from mm-hmm. uh, like the seventies, mm-hmm. um, and then be like, you know that it was all it was a great film, but it also like put. It, I mean, Francis Ha was always cool, but that one was, like, proto-Francis Ha, and Ooh. just to see where his ideas come from. Mm-hmm. Or then watching, like, Kramer vs. Kramer and be like, this movie's, like, not great, and mm-hmm. then watching Marriage Story and be like, this movie's, like, if mm-hmm. this is, like, unfairly compared to Kramer vs. Kramer, because it's, like, four times the film yeah. that Kramer vs. Kramer was. Mm-hmm. Great script, but the, the moral for these boomer adults were, like, Hey, oh, pay I attention see. to your kids sometimes, you know? Like, I they're real people. I think Marriage Story was the last movie, actually, yeah. that I, I completely forgot. That's, like, one of my um, favorite movies. Well, like, Parasite? 
Yeah. That was one that blew me away. Parasite, Burning I was like, wait, like, Parasite to me term. was a step. The one thing I don't like about Parasite is that I did, like, I, I almost, it's stupid, but I checked out of the movie. Not checked out, but I'm like, oh, this isn't where I wanted it to go. Yeah. Like, when the maid comes back into the picture, it's like, it's mm. so clearly that they shouldn't, but you mentioned mm. earlier they can't help themselves so, at that point. But I thought it was going to be more internalized mm-hmm. between the two families rather than somebody who was kicked out of the story coming back in. I thought there was a, another way to do it. I don't know. So, like, for example, what I'm trying to say is, like, if you're really into, like, Soderbergh and Chris Nolan and this um, mm-hmm. sense of, like, political thriller or, mm-hmm. like, a structural thriller, mm-hmm. and then you find the works of, like, Costa Gravis, uh, uh, you know, like, who did uh, Missing mm-hmm. and... Um, Zed and these other yeah. like really cool uh, political films. like thrillers, mm-hmm. you know, or or if we we will we will love Chris Nolan, so we start watching like we knew how much Heat was an influence on like yeah. Dark Knight, so then we start watching a lot of Chris, Michael Mann films, yeah, which then leads to like seeing movies by like. Uh, and who know. would have he been influenced? Well, that's what John I was going to say. I was just trying to back Wild. it up, like of like Samuel Fuller yeah. or Jules Dassin films, um, you know, or William uh, Friedkin, guy, and like yeah. which movies he loved, and yeah. you just back it up. Who and did there are uh, the everywhere. original Straw Dogs? Who was it was just the same Peckinpah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's um, what I was thinking of. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. just gotta back it up. It's yeah. like if you like a song. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to the band, and you don't really care for the other songs. Mm-hmm. See what's produced by, yeah. and then the, it probably has like similar mm-hmm. things going forward. And there's yeah. always threads like, oh, I liked mm-hmm. I, the movie was well written, but I didn't like this. So then you look up the writer, and then yeah. you see what else they've written, yeah. or the production design is amazing. So you see who does that, yeah. and you follow that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different threads, but you do have to push yourself and actually watch new stuff every so often. Yeah, That's why I like going backwards in Tony Collette's filmography, and then I was like, oh, I haven't yeah. seen Muriel's Wedding, and then asking Mom about it, and she raved about it. Dad even liked it. So, yeah. yeah, and uh, Australian film. Yeah, good some f- good filmmaking down there. Where well, ben just Mendelsohn like when we thought from. of uh, <laughs> the Fall Guys with the Kiwi Classic, you know? um, uh, it's kind of funny. Russell Crowe mentioned his best movie that nobody's seen is like an Australian film he did in the nineties. Yeah, it's called like a, the most beautiful year, or whatever that. Uh, the Ridley Scott movie, yeah, a good year. <laughs> a good year. I remember saying to you once of like I, one of our first filmmaking conversations. All I remember you saying is. Uh, like oh uh like Ridley Scott should do this and they're like he would just cast Russell Crowe because yeah. it was in the middle of their I really collaboration. Care for Ridley Scott too much. Um, you know what I'm surprised at care that I've slowly <laughs> began to care a bit more for Russell Crowe. Like to me yeah. he was like on the verge of being canceled and then now well, I'm thinking I'm like ah he's not that bad. There was like not too long ago there was this when idea he said that, about like, women really or something only, like the celebrities you'd want to be friends with so everyone getting upset about Billy Bob Thornton being mean to Gian Gomeshi. Oh, look, Canada's like having a big plate of french fries with no gravy. Yeah. And like, then it oh. turns out that Billy Bob Thornton was the good guy. Yeah, <laughs> those two. <laughs> I love that. like, what a jerk. Yeah. I'm like, who fucking gives Romper, a shit? Romper, stomper. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a prison one, right? Uh, a group of skinheads become alarmed at the way their neighborhood is changing. Oh, maybe it's the... I'm thinking of Eric Bana. Yeah. 
But I'm, I'm not a fan of I want to go have a little yeah. wander outside because I'm starting to get sweaty. Yeah. Thanks for being coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, of course. No, it was <laughs> fun. Happy birthday. Yeah. It was fun doesn't watching the movie. F- yeah, it doesn't feel like Well, it will. We'll have dinner and then mm-hmm. cake and then maybe you'll get a leaf shirt or something. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting. Yeah, that... yeah, we'll see. But yeah. I just... I'm. It's not as fun as your birthday. Ooh. We should have watched Twin I'm Peaks. I'm just in the hot and cold. <laughs> well, we yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. I, just... I, I would... Like, I'm into it now because we yeah. put enough into it that I'm kind of like, well, what's happening on Twin Peaks? Oh. we got to return to the return of uh, I hate to bail on this, but I yeah. just need yeah, to I'm... go get fresh air. All right. <laughs> I'm dying yeah. for some reason. Take care. And you too, audience, are some <laughs> sign-off that I haven't come up with. All right, bye. Try not to die. Yeah. <laughs>